0: And many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. Now oh, you made it. Welcome back to another week. We are here again, and a warm welcome to you all. It's the RGM Experience podcast with me, Carl Maloney, the host. Welcome to another week we spend together. Thanks for joining us today. And if you're new, welcome to the show. Stick with us. A lovely show for you today, but none other than Jesse Robinson from Scarlet coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Had a great chat with Jesse. Love that girl. Um, Yeah, we went all around the houses and discussed loads of different things. It was great. Uh, But that's coming up shortly. I won't spoil anything. How have you been? It's warm today, isn't it? I'm recording it amongst the heat wave. Uh, My cats are sprawled as wide as possible, laid on the backs, just panting in this heat. Um, It's nice, isn't it? Makes a change. Yeah, I've had a busy week this week, as always. Nice week, though. Loads of stuff going on RGM. Thanks for joining us if you've been hanging around RGM.press this week. Thank you. Uh, I went to see The Wonder Stuff at the O2 Ritz in Manchester the other night. One of my childhood fans that I've love throughout the years and they were amazing absolutely loved it they were great I had about 67 pints which is a lot midweek and I've and do you know when it I don't know I don't know what happened I I got hammered (laughs) yeah not good Um, yeah but I think I was just high on you know live music and the experience of watching one of my all time favourite bands Uh, Great times. Didn't enjoy Thursday at all. hey oh. We live and learn, don't we? Till next time. Yeah, I'm just about to pack my bags uh, because I'm down to London tomorrow. Today is Friday. Uh, Friday before this podcast comes out on the Monday. Uh, And I'm packing the bags for London. The big smoke. Uh, Yeah, popping down to the capital. Capital signs. Uh, popping down to the, the capital uh, to watch Abba, the Voyage thing. Um, had tickets for a long time. Forgot all about it. It's it's here. So, I wonder what that's going to be about? Can't wait for it. Really, it's going to be a good day. Trip down south. Yeah, so today, welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this week on RGM, it's been a busy one. Um, loads of things discussed. What have we discussed? Um, yeah, the, um, we're off on, uh, the, we had a good chat with Jessie Robinson. She's off on tour soon. She's got a new video and single out, so in the description of this podcast, you can, re- you can have a check all that out. Loads and loads of new stuff out on RGM too. We've had, uh, we've covered Harry Styles in Manchester. You know, not not usual to have a contact for RGM, but here we go. Pincher, uh, Manchester band, covered in there. Velvet Starlings, currently at Isle of Wight Festival, uh, having a great time, it looks like, on the socials. Got an interview with them and a full review of the new EP and that kind of stuff. Uh, Loads more added to the RGM playlist as well, the Spotify playlist. Take a look. And yeah, there we go. Magazine stuff, always something going on on rgm.press. So if you're new to the podcast, have a look at the magazine, will you? Thank you. Tell your friends. If you love the podcast, hang around. We love you. <laughs> and we just love making these podcasts. And um, Yeah, I don't know what more to say. I'm red. I'm just on. It's hard work being excited about stuff in this heat. Ah, don't know how they do it. It's like this all the time. Stop moaning, Carl. Stop moaning. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, without further ado, let's crack on with the website. The website. Let's crack on with the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse Robinson from Scarlet. Take it away. Then I mate you right? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying. I've had a long day today. I'm trying to stay upbeat. Can you tell it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I just want to go to bed. I'm not good. It's been one of them days. It's been one of them days. Um, yeah, mate. Thanks for joining us down on the podcast. How are thanks. you today?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. How
0: are you? Yeah, sound tall. sound tall. I'm just, I'm always, I love the the journey of a band and I've been seeing Scarlet all over the place. You've got this big tour coming up. You've got a single just out. So i just wanted to catch up with you, really, get to know you a little bit more and just shoot the shit if that's all right with you, pal. Yeah, sweet. Nice Let's one. Shoot. So uh so introduce us to anybody anybody's that that's hidden under a rock and doesn't know who you are, mate. Introduce us to Jesse Robinson.
1: Um well I'm in a band. I'm a vocalist, Aye. a guitarist, um uh, and Scarlet. And yeah. yeah, it's like a sort of I don't know who we sound like, a female biffy Clyro, maybe oh. with a bit of blondie pop hooks in there or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I think anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'd agree with you. I think you're in the right ballpark there, just knowing your tunes and that, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, like before, you know, we'll obviously we're going to talk about the band and all that kind of stuff, with the, all the things that you've got going on in a minute, but uh, just to go back a little bit, just to get you to know you, what were you like as a, as a young lass growing up? Talk us a little bit about what, uh, just so we can get to know you and a bit about your history and that kind of stuff. Talk us about little Jesse. What were you like?
1: Little Jesse, well, my mum and dad are both artists. Okay. I was always a very quirky, creative child. And um, mm-hmm. my mum used to let me pick my own outfits. And my dad always takes the mick out of me and says, quite often I'd look like one of those um is it a mime or <laughs> Yeah, Because <a mime>? okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always picked like black and white hoops and like super right. art, like berets and yes. stuff like that. So I was always a little bit weird, uh, a little bit of a big gob. Um, yeah, I loved animals used yeah. to just follow cats everywhere <laughs> and yeah i loved my music my granddad is irish so i've got irish blood and i used to love all of the uh, taverns in dublin and stuff like that my yeah. first experience of getting up and performing i was probably about maybe five or six years old and I got a little on- show off yeah, I got up on stage with yeah. one of those, um, one of the bands that just jammed songs. Mm-hmm. And I knew all of the uh, traditional Irish songs. So I wow. got up and I was singing and they sat me on a big tall bar stool. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I got the bug. And ever since, yeah. I've wanted to be a performer. So yeah, doing dances to Spice Girls songs in yeah. the front room. <laughs> yep. And then that slowly led into being like an emo teenager, um, picking up a guitar for the first time when I was... Probably 11. I did have guitar lessons in school, mm. but I only started to really, like, enjoy guitar when I was, yeah. <laughs> like, 11 years old. Okay. Before that, it was all, like, God Squad songs in primary school. Kumbaya and all that. There's, there's, there's,
0: there's loads to unpack just in that, you know, little... <laughs> that you just told me so I've got all your life. Right, that's the interview done. See you later, guys. <laughs> so, you're, uh, so you've got, you know... You got the music bug early. You're arty. You're into that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. How, how, you said, just using your word here, you said you are a bit weird. What do you mean yeah. by being a bit weird?
1: I was super weird. Like yeah. every single stage of my life never, ever fit in with like a group of people. I've always been like a lone ranger. And mm. maybe I have one mate that like I go around with. Probably someone who just lets me, allows me to pester them, feeling yes. sorry for me or okay. something. <laughs> but yeah, I was always into different things. Yeah. Um, and always like I thought I was funny, but mm. you're only funny if like other people laugh at your jokes, really. So I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, I was just a weirdo.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like I like weirdos though. Yay! The world needs weirdos, don't they? I, I was a bit of a weird. I-, I was definitely one of those show off people at school and stuff. And well, yeah, yeah, and just like proper. I don't know. Um, what did I used to do that were weird? Oh. So, I'm a better a big lad than that. I used to, everybody, we used to, do you used to have pylons at school where everybody no. just piles on top of you?
1: No. Yeah, but
0: what? they got, but they got, but they got about 10, 15 people used to pile up on you at school. Not, not oh my- the most funniest of things to do, but it, it was have- a bit weird. I'd die
1: if that happened yeah. to me. I'm like this big. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I weren't allowed to jump on because I were one of the bigger, bigger boys. Oh. Uh, so, I always, I always ended up at the bottom just. Yeah, I don't want it to come across all sad or anything. What's going on? Oh, I'm getting message with. Did you, <laughs> did you do? Me. So, so you didn't do it. So, so yeah. I'm just trying to think. Am, am I proper weird then, or is that just? I don't know what that is. I maybe need to think th- think that through.
1: I used to get tricked. Like, I I had a group of boys come and call for me once because I was into sports as well. Yeah. Um, luckily for me, because that was the only kind of like socializing I did with anybody my age, yeah. <laughs> sports clubs. And they knocked on at me mums, and they were like, "Do you want to come out and play football?" And my mum was like, "What, Jess?" And my dad was like, "Yeah, Jess." And I was like, "Oh me!" <laughs> <laughs> and, I out. and I was like, "Yeah, let's go and play football." And I, I like got to the bottom of my path, and they just ran up behind me and like decked me, and then ran off. Oh. Funny.
0: Oh no! So the door sound. <laughs> oh no! I suppose we, we we can laugh about those moments now, can't we? Yeah. I'm
1: mortified.
0: So so you mentioned there that um, yeah you only socialised really with um sporty uh things.
1: Yeah. Why is yeah, that? You, you seem think. you seem
0: really outgoing and things like you feel like you're the soul of the party, that kind of stuff. Is that has that changed in your personality as you've got older?
1: um I mean I don't think that I am now like I think I have moments but I'm like a sort of extrovert introvert really Mm. like I enjoy um getting up on stage and singing and it's almost like I'm a different person when I'm up there doing it and then as soon as I come off everyone's dead nice to me which is lovely (laughs) so I really thrive in that environment where people are nice to you but then then you go home and it's quiet and not much is happening you go to work you live your normal life and wait for the next time
0: (laughs) is it hard to come down from that experience for you
1: I find it like um I think a lot of performers like describe it as being a bit of a roller coaster so you're like really up here when you're on stage and then the day after it's literally massive low Mm. and then you have to kind of do the next thing that's going to psych you up again so it's like up and down and up and down (laughs) So, yeah, this is an up for me today, which is why I'm all smiley, because oh, I get to okay. see you, and I love you. <laughs> oh,
0: bless you, bless you. Well, we love supporting the band and doing what we do at RGM. Since I my band split up over 10 years ago, I needed something else to, to do to show off a little bit, and it's kind of ended up being RGM. is like my thing to keep me... Saying on top of the you know the day job and that kind of stuff and all the mundane yeah. tasks that come our way during the week. Oh, mundane things! What if, if uh, I've got a question on here and I, and I don't and, and this is kind of I think it's only going to be the only segue into it, and I don't even know why I've written this question. I've never asked it anybody, anybody before, but I just thought it'd be funny. It's
1: an exclusive
0: question. Yeah. If if you could um, get rid of one mundane task out of your normal week, what would it be? Oh. like prop it's got to be rate right, proper mundane though
1: there's two things
0: okay I'll let, I'll let you can have two
1: hoovering
0: yeah
1: and washing dishes mm. I, washing cutlery specifically cutlery cutlery yeah oh my god how long do you stand there for <laughs> i i went through a phase <laughs> of like getting paper plates and like bamboo yep. knives and forks and stuff like that so i could just put it all in the bin cuz yes. i was doing it so much <laughs> Like every day, because obviously you, get, you eat every day, don't you? Yeah. Never stockpile of, of plates.
0: I want to buy you a dishwasher.
1: <laughs> oh, see, I'm not like a, I'm not snazzy enough for a dishwasher yet. I've one not day, mate. One day,
0: one day when you get a dishwasher, it'll change your life. I know I what you're saying with that cutler.
1: <laughs> cutler
0: is a rape in arse, isn't it? Yeah. Especially if it's been left and all, and it's got cake. It's got like stuff on it. If it's like if it's been left for a bit.
1: In between the prongs on the forks. Yeah. what's that about?
0: No good. No good. Where's
1: nobody made a fork like that just
0: without gaps in it?
1: <laughs> a spoon in it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you'd end up with a spoon, mate. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I like this question. This is this is going well. It's going well. And what was the other one you said? Hoovering.
1: Hoovering's yeah. not too bad. Most Hooverers are bigger. Hoovers. Most, Hoover most hoovers. Most hoovers <laughs> are bigger than me so oh,
0: okay. Fair Body
1: workout. Oh, time. okay.
0: Yeah, well, that makes sense. I suppose. Like if if if, if,
1: the
0: if you're having to move a machine that's the same size of you, I can imagine that not being much fun. I <laughs> imagine being a bit crap. <laughs> well. I, I, you know, I hate doing, and uh, and I, and I get done for not doing it all the time. Is putting another bag in the bin after you've took the bin out.
1: Ah, oh, shit, yeah, job that. A bit of Induce at the bottom yeah. as well. Just shit job
0: that. I can't be bothered with that job. <laughs> Hate that job. That's the one I get rid of.
1: Getting the wheelie
0: bins. In there. <laughs> how did I get onto this question? Mundane things, weren't it? Oh yeah, mundane, uh, mundane tasks that you have in the week, and then you got you've got this big high of being on stage, and then the mundane things happen during the week, and you just earn a few quid and pay your bills that way, don't you? Um, how, how do you? keep saying through it all because you know it's not all (laughs) you don't okay but because it because the music industry is one of the hardest industries in the world as well so there's so much rejection there's so much um you you know you can do you can do what you do and work so hard on it and and having a tour box and going on tour is just a massive financial commitment as well there's loads of risks and, and involved with being in a band it's it's fun but a lot of people don't see all the all the shit you have to do behind the scenes as well, just to keep your name out there on socials and all that kind of stuff. So how do you find time to, to do all that?
1: Um, I think I'm just obsessed. Okay. I got the idea in my head when I was younger that I was going to like make something of myself and make a name of myself and yeah. have like, you know, PJ Harvey. Yeah. PJ Harvey's been like my sort of um, goal since I can remember mm. I, I've just wanted like a cult massive <laughs> cult following I don't care about being like famous or anything like that yeah. I would just like to make money out of making music writing music singing um guitar it, it's weird how guitar came into the mix actually like I never wanted to play the guitar um the old sort of lineup of Scarlet, we had an extra guitarist and he left so mm. people were like right well you're doing it now because I used to be a guitarist in an old indie band. (laughs) You can believe it. Um, And it just sort of came about. But yeah, I think the key to it all is being completely obsessed Mm. and dedicated and like a dog with lockjaw. You get hold of it and you're like, I'm not letting go of this until I've took it to a level that I'm satisfied with. And see bands like um, calling it a day all the time. And I, I get it because it's such hard work it's such a graft but Mm -hmm. it just it makes me feel sad every time I see a a band call it a day because it's like all the work that they put in for all them years it's Mm -hmm. sort of amounted to just silence and then they've gone and I'm like oh I don't want to I don't want to be like that like I don't want that to happen I want to keep it going until I'm like 90 years old if I have to you know I want to be like Debbie Harry in Blondie she's still touring and she's (laughs) like 100 and whatever
0: (laughs) What's, what's the best way of like keeping the team together and everybody happy with it all
1: well i've had that many different reincarnations of scarlet i wouldn't yeah. know i just try okay. and be nice to everybody and keep yeah. things fresh and fun and um but yeah people sort of come and go and it's just a natural sort of flow it's an ebb and flow isn't it like um you just gotta roll with it so what's this would say
0: when <laughs> when uh so when people like leave the band that's a big It's a big part being in a band, you know, when I were in a band, we had about eight drummers. It was just ridiculous. And finding a drummer is hard work. Yeah. Because they're all a bit mental and they're all a bit like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) they're all a bit broken, like most of us in the world. Bless them, aren't they? But drummers. They like to
1: hit things for a living. Yeah,
0: I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, just finding a new member is such a stressful uh, why do you think people like do call it a day is, is it just their heart's not in it really
1: I think people expect it to be easier than yeah. it is and I think when it's presented to them and they see that you you do actually have to pull your finger out and graft yeah. mm. it's like hang on a minute I, I want the fun stuff but I can't be asked with uh, what can I say arsed
0: yeah you say what you want mate
1: yeah <laughs> I can't be asked with like the actual uh the graph to get there I think I described Mm -hmm. it once to Adam my guitarist Mm -hmm. as like having um a gorgeous fresh freshly made apple pie in front of you and it's Mm -hmm. all cut up and everyone wants a slice of that pie and if there was a sour slice in there like and it was like someone's gotta eat it everybody would just take the sweet pieces and they'd leave that sour piece for somebody else to do. And the sour piece is like the hard work in the band. Yeah. And it kind of feels the same way. Like somebody's got to be willing to sort of take on that crap. Um, and when you try and get everybody involved in it, yeah, people just sort of run away. Yeah. <laughs> no, run away screaming. I don't want to do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, they just—they just some people just want to play a few gigs yeah. and not have the stress of it.
1: Yeah. And have they have the, the job, the,
0: they, they do the stage time. Some people are just happy with that, aren't they? Yeah,
1: and I don't blame them. Like, yeah. I'd be happy with that. That'd be lovely if the band was just that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Oh,
0: no, well, it's the Holy Grail, isn't it, to earn money from music. And there's, mm-hmm. there's no money in streaming, so the only way you can really make money is sell tickets and do tours and things like that, which is, yeah. you know, particularly for new bands, is is a nightmare to get out of town sometimes. Yeah. And, and particularly... You know, if you're going into new cities and you're not gonna sell any tickets, you're not gonna make any money, you're only gonna lose money, so you'll be worse off financially anyway. But you've got to yeah. start somewhere to get out on the road, aren't you? You've gotta you've gotta take the risk and do it to to see what's out there.
1: Yeah, and then you've got to keep doing it and keep putting yourself mm. into that position where you're yeah. losing money and you're tired and yeah. you're all sort of bickering in the tall van and you're having a not very good time for it to start making money and then you can like you know sleep in a travel lodge Imagine, like (laughs) that's luxury (laughs) (laughs) and afford to eat at the same time oh my god you can get
0: pizzas
1: (laughs) and then it gets better and that's where the fun starts which is i think where i'm at where we're at with scarlet at the moment you
0: in travel lodges
1: Wow. I'm I'm looking into it.
0: Oh, okay. Of. Oh nice, okay, fair enough. <laughs> nice <one. Big> time.
1: <laughs> Might be a mix of people that we know as flaws oh, okay. and a lodge like sort of sprinkled in here and fair there. and um, we're just about breaking even on what we do at the minute. The last yep. tour what we did with hands off Gretel, mm. um, we sort of broke even. We could pay for our petrol. I think we had a little bit left over mm. um at the end of it to sort of, I don't know, pay for I can't remember what we got in the end. I think I think we we what did we get? So we got a bag of plectrums, love heart nice. pink scarlet <laughs> plectrums, okay. which was thirty-five quid yeah. from <laughs> from some merch place. Be yeah. like, yeah, let's spend our profit on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, just to use or to to vlog on as well?
1: Just give out at gigs.
0: Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. So you you mentioned hands off Gretel there. Love those guys. Um, you know, we've had, we've had them on the podcast and things over the years. Um, th- they've got that passion, haven't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lauren is, like, the most dedicated person to her music and yeah. her causes that I've ever met. And, like, she, um, when like, at the beginning of the interview when we were talking about me always being a weirdo. Um, She is the only person, the only person in the music industry that I've ever interacted with, um, that has ever made me feel like accepted and welcomed into oh. their environment. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the time, things can be a bit awkward depending on who you play with. Yeah. It can be a bit like, oh, we don't, you don't know each other. You're complete strangers. You do the same thing, but why mm-hmm. would you be connected just because of that? Do you know what I mean? It can be a bit sometimes, yeah. but literally first time that I ever, Lauren invited me out on a night out before I went and gigged with them. Like yeah. we went to Sheffield mm-hmm. to, uh, I can't remember where we went. Yellow Door, What's it called? Yellow, yellow Yellow
0: Watch.
1: Yeah, yellow watch. We went yeah. there and we went on a night out. Yeah. And I turned up and I was by myself, lone wolf, and I walked yeah. in and she was there with loads of mates, and all of them were amazing. And I'm friends with like a lot of the people oh, brought- that I'm friends with that night. We mm-hmm. stayed friends. She's just got this ability to just make people feel comfortable and yeah. give like rejects a home almost. Like for me, in my my perspective anyway, a social reject like me. <laughs> like a home you know what I
0: mean yeah oh that's nice <laughs> I, I, I can remember seeing Lauren the first time I saw Lauren perform I think she was like 17 and it was at the forum yeah. it was just like a uh, an unplugged gig on a Sunday afternoon at the forum that I was part of yeah. and she, just at she sung a whole lot of love It's it, it's on YouTube have you seen that version of her singing that yeah ridiculous no. it's just ridiculous it's just it's just amazing um and just to see her that young and develop into this artist that she is now she yeah. always had the talent it was it was always there and it's yeah. just great to see her go make her own way in this industry and 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 you know just looking at her social she f- she feels the pressure you can tell yeah. um and she's she's so passionate about it and gets frustrated with how hard work it is sometimes and the opportunities some bands get over other bands and that kind of stuff it's it's all there, isn't it?
1: You look at Hands Off Gretel and you look mm. at what she's created completely yeah. by herself and like the social numbers alone, mm. not taking into consideration anything else that she does, just like how many people are following her on Facebook, Hands Off Gretel on Facebook, for example. Mm. And you see like bands who, who've got like 3,000 follows and they're like playing at download and you think, how are you doing that? And yeah. what what's going on? Like, mm. So I'm hoping that... In the next couple of years, Lauren's going to really come through. Like she already is. She's got loads of festivals, hasn't she? With yeah. um, Delilah Bon and well, stuff. Well, that's like another that. thing.
0: She's 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 got a successful band, and then she's got a successful solo career at the same time. She's a machine, that woman.
1: She is a machine. I've got nothing but like amazing things to say about yeah. her. Honestly, she's fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, there's another fantastic female in the industry as well, and I know you you kind of get on. Get, you guess who I'm going to say.
1: Are you gonna say Imogen? I am gonna
0: say Imogen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imogen from Nova Story. We, we had her and Ducky on the podcast yeah. uh, as well, and you know, just really enjoyed. She's, she's just got funny bones, she's, and 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 she she's in it for the long haul. She's not messing about that one, is she? Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. I, believe it or not, I've only actually ever met her once, yeah, and it was when we both supported Hands Off Gretel in uh, London, nice. and we were like, this is weird because we like are mates on yeah. social media, and yeah. now we're like seeing each other in real life and <laughs> she's so much smaller than I thought she'd be yeah she's she's smaller than me is in she? real life yeah she tiny little <laughs> powerhouse like yeah. the voice that comes out of her you're like whoa where's that voice come from like she's amazing and yeah she's she's a grafter as well
0: she is a grafter she is just <laughs> building that recording studio and stuff and and all just to start her own business and she started a business around to, to around what she loves music yeah that's great it's good clever work good solid clever work that into it
1: you've got to be like a jack of all trades almost mm. in this industry you have to have your fingers in all the pies and sort of have multiple skills that you can mm. like flex to make money and, and collect money here there and everywhere and I think um, Imogen and Lauren are like just prime examples of, of doing that with the different projects and mm. different skill sets and areas that they go into and yeah, I try and be like that. Yeah. I don't think I'm uh, as as successful as like Lauren is at the minute, but I, she she inspires me a lot one day I'll get there.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, it's just it's just great to just have conversations to see all to see all the the female artists that are out there in the world just getting their just getting their chance really. yeah. because historically it's not you've not always had you've not always had it easy compared to these indie blokes getting in the way sometimes, you know, and getting you know festival slots above. Well, just when you look at the the, the ratio of males and females at festivals, it's still not where it needs to be. But there's green roots there, and it's it's it it's getting better. I it's think it's happening,
1: but it hasn't off took like a lot of screaming and shouting. Yeah. Like <laughs> you think it should be easy, shouldn't it? Yeah. But Even, like, promoting this single, I've had, like, you get sexist comments all the time. Like, people asking, like, um, if your boyfriend's going to take you to such a festival, is your boyfriend going to drive you? And it's like, doesn't matter if I've got a boyfriend or not. We're talking about music. And you're going to say, boy, is your girlfriend going to drive you to that festival? You know, like, little creepy, weird things and stuff It still happens all the time. Like, I I walk in and um, I'd say maybe it it was nine times out of 10 now it's like seven times out of 10 Um, the people at a gig venue would assume that I'm one of the boys girlfriends
0: oh okay (laughs) it's so awkward
1: every time or like you get stopped and they go oh sorry it's only the band that can come in and you're like I am in the band I am the singer in the band
0: (laughs) that's mental isn't it
1: (laughs) yeah it's mad and it has happened like more often than you'd think
0: it's Mm -hmm.
1: crazy like, so it's like so today,
0: fun. like, so if you had a gig tonight and went down, there's a seven out of 10 chance that, or three, or three, or which way, which way around did you mean? Or a three out of 10 chance that the last year, or I presume you're just a partner with. Seven another. out of ten seven, 10. seven, so the worst. Yeah, I've now.
1: spoken to promoters who have booked us before that I haven't mm. realised that I'm in the band. And I'm like, you've booked us, what's going yeah.
0: on? <laughs> 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 and have you got somebody booking your gigs for you now then as well?
1: Yeah, we do now. That's um, nice.
0: That must be a nice job yeah. to give somebody else.
1: Yeah, he's, he's worked with us for a while, for a few years. Um, mm. it, it came about, I put a post up and I was like, I'm sick of ringing around mm-hmm. promoters and trying to book gigs as well yeah. as everything else. So if there's any booking agents out there that want to help us, here's a song, this is my band, mm. get in touch. And he got in touch, he nice. messaged me, he was like, this is going to sound really weird, but I'm a booking agent and actually I really like your stuff. And he had like his own company at the time um, and we worked with him and he got us some gigs and like, I, I love him. He's called Andy. Mm. And then he like progressed and got sort of like, what's it called when like, like big shots of like companies kind of headhunt you. Yeah. Okay. Somebody was seeing all the good stuff he was doing with all of his uh. bands and um, they recruited him and he's part of Midnight Mango now, okay. um, which is like a booking agency that they're, they're, they're really good. They're doing really well. And uh, nice. Got like hands off, Gretel was doing some stuff with them for a bit. And um, I, th- I think, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I think false advertising were mm. were with Andy for a little while. Might have got that wrong, but yeah, he's he sort of like worked with all of the cool bands with like awesome kick ass females in. And yeah, he's great. He's how, great. He's how
0: great. did they work out which venues to book you in? Like, just like size, venue size to start off with? How did they? Is there some kind of. Algorithm or something that works it all out. Like from from a you know a relatively established band like Scarlet, how would you know where to book you in, down south? You know, I mean, venue size wise, I, I, how would you work that out? I don't know. I'm
1: not sure. I think um communication with us really. Like mm. he's always asking. He's always saying, "How many people do you, would you estimate came?" Mm. And sometimes it's like there was five. Yeah. And sometimes it's like there was there was 150 wow. and it like fluctuates. Mm. Um, and I think he just goes off of that, like a place where we do really well every time is Manchester. Mm. Um, and I would never, ever think being from St. Helens, I would always think that we'd do better in Liverpool, like Laura and Kaya are based in Liverpool. Mm. But Adams, Manchester, and Manchester just seem to love us. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're our hometown. Like, it's amazing. We do really good. And Newcastle as well is another one. Um, Every time we've been there, everyone's just so nice and so lovely and just gets what we're trying to do. They just kind of understand what we're trying to create. um, And it becomes like this real sort of like, chosen family environment you know like these friends become really close with you and, and come to every show that you do and all travel around yeah. and it's great so I think um yeah I, my sort of setup it's all very family orientated like I would class Andy our agent he's like a family member now and we work with Frank um who you know Frank, Frank Wilkes Kiffin. yeah Emma. Frank Wilkes and I'd say he's like a family member and then you just talk to each other and, and find out where we're at, how many people we're playing to, and mm. you just guess, you just chance it.
0: Yeah, nice work, mate. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, I noticed I was looking on your tour poster today. I thought, oh, night and day, nice one in Manchester. Yeah. Um, but it's the same day I'm in Sheffield because Tramline start first festival just starts. But then I look down, you're you're doing Tramline's Fringe, so I'll I'll see you in Sheffield, mate.
1: Yeah, I really. When you you messaged me, you, you've got a stage on the Saturday.
0: Yeah. Uh, Friday. I do. I do Thursday and Friday at foreign Parrot in Sheffield.
1: Oh, I so wanted to come down and do it, but I can't remember whereabouts we are. Yeah. But we're we're else were in the country doing gigs on them mm. nights. Yeah, good. we'll but get yeah. we'll get
0: you one day, mate. We'll book you for next year, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be great. That'd be great. So so the tour. Wow, that looks like a good one. In July coming up, tickets are on sale. Everybody, I'll put a link uh, to the on under the, on the descriptions under here somewhere. uh Just <laughs> click on it and grab grab yourself a ticket in a town near you. Um, yeah, never ha-
1: heard of ha- before. Just call me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, why yeah. not? How, how are you preparing for that? Because how, how many dates is it? Like fifteen.
1: It's it's well it's it looks bigger than it is cuz half of it's in July and half of it's in October. Okay. So the October run is like a support show and it's through um Planet Rock. Mm-hmm. They're doing like their um is it Rocktober that they've called it? Uh. I always forget these these names. I should make a <laughs> note of it um but we're supporting a band called the damn truth who are from america and they're wow. like a proper rock and roll like american band and yeah. um, so we're supporting them on that run of it the july one um we're going to where are we going now we've got london manchester um i instantly regret reeling off where we're going <laughs> <I've forgotten>. um <laughs> <laughs> Get
0: I looking. ain't got a copy of the poster either, but I'll, I'll okay. put a copy of the poster on. There'll be a poster on, the, on RGM yeah, for you be to be able to find it. Yeah.
1: I think there's like eight eight gigs yeah. next to each other. Um, Birmingham we're going to as well. We're playing yes. the Sunflower Lounge in Birmingham, nice. which is a place that, it's one of my bucket list venues.
0: I've never been to Birmingham.
1: Have you not? I
0: need to go to Birmingham. I don't know yeah. why I've never been. I've just never, nothing's cropped. To, oh, I've been to the train station once, NEC, That's but not really like city centre Birmingham. Oh, it's Ace, and I keep hearing about the, some, some, the is it Sunflower Lounge yeah
1: I'd, I'd, like so I need to go there it's notorious for being like a, a venue that sort of hosts up and coming bands so nice. the fact that we're playing there is a massive deal for me and mm. I've been uh, really trying to sort of like promote that one to make sure that we uh, fill some nice. seats
0: and, and how do you prepare <laughs> like it, so it was about a month away the first, uh, the the tour how do you start preparing for it now What what kind of things are you are you are you you doing now just to prepare for this thing
1: the mundane stuff like Mm. travel accommodation have we got friends in these locations that Mm. will offer us their floor for a night and don't mind having like four rowdy um I was gonna say youngsters but we're not even young anymore. (laughs) (laughs) rowdy middle-aged people (laughs) (laughs) sleeping on the floor um yeah and like how much money we're going to need. So sort of trying to estimate how much it's going to cost yeah. and how we're going to recoup. So we get paid like um, little fees for playing in mm. these places and then we top it up with merch. So it's making sure we've got enough merch to sell. Mm. I'll need to do a reorder of some CDs. I'll need to get some fair CDs orders cause, ordered because I don't even have any. Mm. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. It's boring yeah. really.
0: Yeah, but it's kind yeah. of like, you know it's going to be great you've got to be prepared aren't you so you've got to life's not about you know you don't get anywhere just like having it easy
1: yeah the, the best bit for me I think is like um when you all meet up in the like meet location mm. just as you're about to all set off on the tour and you all meet up and you've got all of like your suitcases are piling out of the boot yeah. and you can't fit everything in all your guitars you're like choosing which guitar you're gonna leave behind like or what pair of shoes you're gonna keep at home
0: <laughs> do you overpack or do you underpack
1: Overpack. Okay. Literally ask it, ask the guys. Last time we went on tour, we did it in this RV, like an old sort of 80s RV, which yeah. ended up breaking down on us millions of times. <laughs> My suitcase took up half of the space in the RV. Like it was massive. We had to store yeah. it in the toilet nice like people were having like wheeze around my luggage. like because it was the only place that it would fit in the shower well. my excuse is i'm a lead singer so yes
0: Fair <laughs> well I, I can remember uh one of one of the biggest experiences i saw scarlet uh, online was when you did that big festival in croatia that must have been a good oh, that korea. must have been a good or oh, korea weren't it with that with that with that korea. with sound city or Kiko or
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. At Sound City and they asked us to go and do it. That was mad. It took 21 hours to get there.
0: Yeah. How much did did you pack for that?
1: Um, Do do you know, I overpacked and I was stood in the airport and our um, chaperone that we had, he's called Barry. I don't know if you know Barry, actually. Barry Um, Whittaker-Gilby. I don't think so. That's how you say his second name. He's from your neck of the woods, I
0: think.
1: Yeah, he turned up. We'd never met him before. We just knew mm. we were meeting someone called Barry. <laughs> he turned up and he looked like um, someone in Korea told him he looked like Zidane.
0: Oh, is it, is okay. It,
1: is it Zidane, is that <laughs> it's his name? Football yeah. 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 It was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is Barry. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, he's gone through with his luggage. He put it all through. So he's got right. like a bum bag and stuff. And I'm sticking like mascaras in to try and like <laughs> make my luggage lighter, like yeah. taking bits out and giving them something. <laughs> like putting things in people's socks. i like, but I, I got everything there. I didn't yes. have to leave anything, so that was all right.
0: <laughs> and what was it like just landing in career and thinking, right, this is this is not a normal day. Let's crack on with this. What, what was it like out there?
1: I was so in manager mode. It was unbelievable. Like, it was just trying to keep everybody together and make sure no one got lost or left behind. So mm. we had, like, this, these transport links and stuff and getting to the hotel. I was just so focused. I was knackered by the end of it. I, I didn't even... Didn't even register. It was the only time that it registered that we were in a different country was when we were trying to look for the festival site and we realized that nothing was in like English wording. It was all um Korean, yeah. you know, the symbols. Mm. You couldn't even take a wild guess at what it <laughs> meant because it was all shapes and pictures. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> we are in Korea. Like, how are we going to do this? Trying to order food as a vegan in Korea. Oh, wow. I'm stood there going, no oink oink oink, and the guys are going <laughs> laughing at me. I'm like, No, no and just laughing at me. Um, so yeah, it was an experience, but I think we were only there for like two days in total. It took 21 hours to get there, yeah. And then we were there for two days, and then I'm 21 hours that. to get back. Yeah. It was mad.
0: <laughs> How did well, uh- Uh, my wife's a a vegetarian and even in Spain to try and like, if you ask for something vegetarian, it's all got fucking ham in it somehow. (laughs) (laughs) What is hard work like that in Korea? Just order something vegetarian and it's still got meat in it.
1: Well, I ended up getting a bowl of bean sprouts in some sort of broth. And I wasn't convinced that the broth wasn't like (laughs) fish broth or something, but like everyone was like, well, it's either, either the bean sprouts or naffal." So What are you gonna do? Yeah? <laughs> you, you dealt with it. Yeah. I remember we went I went to Holland once on a I was like um touring with a cover act called the Cavern Beatles and we drove from the UK um right across to Latvia and stopped off everywhere in between. Mm. And we got to Hungary and I asked for a vegetarian pizza and they brought out ham and
0: pineapple. <laughs> <Yeah>, it's just <laughs> I love how daft the world Aww. is sometimes. Yeah, I know, yeah. This <laughs> is okay, yeah ham on it it's way for thin ham it's you know it's yeah. not it's not like thick stuff <laughs> oh, brilliant. well you mentioned there that you need to uh, pre-order some new singles for fear and yeah. that singles out now so again there'll be a link in the description for this for you to download and invest and uh, have a listen to uh, the tune so just talk us through uh, talk us through the single fear what's it all about
1: Well, wow. it's about oh it gets a bit weird now it's a bit dark okay. it's about my experience with depression okay um, I recently got diagnosed with depression mm. um over Christmas and um I didn't realize I had it like last year um but with the pandemic happening and mm. obviously like a bunch of a bunch of horrible stuff's happened for I think everybody yeah. Um, I didn't realize I was suffering with this I thought I was just really really fed up so I was trying to like find um uh, do a Pollyanna Have you ever watched Pollyanna? And you have to list, like, however many things that you're glad about. I was like, what am I glad about? And the only thing that I could think of this entire time that I've been sort of experiencing depression Mm. is um, gigs. Like, the fans Mm. that come and watch us, who I see as friends. I don't see them as fans anymore. I see them as, as friends. And playing and understanding that no matter how bad it gets, no matter how dark it gets there's that light for me at the end of the tunnel because I'm going to always be able to stand on a stage and sing to someone, um, and those people are are my lights. So fear was sort of about feeling scared in a sort of time of uncertainty, but feeling the fear and just going for it anyway and trying desperately to sort of be hopeful. Um, And, yeah, the the single cover is, like, Jellyfish, um, and the reason that we chose Jellyfish is because Last time I talked about this, I talked about jellyfish for five minutes
0: and so it, no, fine it's They fine. can like
1: regenerate um, their cells. Go
0: on. No, I'm joking. Go on. Okay, so they regenerate, so I'm joking. Go on. Yeah,
1: they, they can regenerate their cells. So it's like they're never I can't remember if this is accurate, but I've read it somewhere. They're never more than like a year old. Their cells are never more than oh, a year oh, old.
0: Okay. They
1: just regenerate. Um and the only thing that can kill them off is like a few rare diseases that are, like, yeah. really rare for a jellyfish to get or, like, a massive predator that eats them. Nice. So as long as they keep themselves to themselves and they're just, like, sound so, floating around like a jellyfish, they can last forever. And that is, like, how I sort of see myself. Oh, nice. Like, I can take the knocks, I can take the diseases and, like, you know, all of the bad things that happen. I'll just keep regenerating and keep coming back for more. You Good have man. to keep going. Um, that. So that's what the song's about.
0: <laughs> nice one. Would you change anything about it? Like, because I, I know from being in bands, when you do when you record stuff, after a bit of time passes, do you ever look back and think, "Oh, do you drive yourself mad wanting to update things all the time, or, or you just happy that, that that happened at that time? It is what it is."
1: So there's a story with this. Go on. So we started recording it February last year.
0: Hmm.
1: We finished recording it. February this year, it took okay. <laughs> so a full year to actually record it. Yeah. We started and we thought that we were done with it, and then there was like a kerfuffle, and we had to end up swapping producers and mm. um, so sending files over from one producer to the next producer. Um, our producer now, he's called Chris Southwood, and he's my mate from school, and he's got a little room sort of thing, and mm. he, he just works on that, and he's amazing. Um, he took everything on and gave it a real fresh spin. Um, so, all of this, there's a lot of like production elements in mm. this version of Fear, which weren't in it when we initially started it. And I changed a lot of the words while I was on tour with Hands Off Gretel because mm. Lauren was inspiring me. And I could see that like um, Sam, Becky, Sean, and Lauren's uh, manager, Helen. Um, who's a mum as well they were all really taking me under their wing they they were very aware of what I was going through and that I was having a hard time um and it became about sort of uh creating like a is it a kinship is that what I'm sort of trying to like a, a real close family love and supporting people as well um so the words changed quite a bit from that version to this version um so We did change bits, we did adapt, and we did add things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the final version, I'm personally 100% made up with. Like, I love it. I listen to it, and I'm like, this is the best thing that we've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that every band kind of says that when they have a new release, but you just have to listen back over the old Scarlet stuff, and you can see everything's blossomed. Like, the playing has got better. The writing's got better. My lyrics, I feel, have got hookier and, like, more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like what people do, how they sort of in, interpret your lyrics differently. Our, our last release, Wrong Way, um, was about um, one of my old friends. Someone from Australia got in touch with me and was like, I just want to tell you I'm, I, I know what Wrong Way is about, and I'm really proud of you for talking about it. And I was like, what do you think it's about? And they said it's, it's about your experience with being bisexual. And I was like, that's not what it's about, but I love that that's yeah. what you think it's about. I yeah. love that that is what you've taken from it. Mm. And obviously, you you know, this person might be going through their own sort of thoughts and feelings with that side of things. Yeah. This song has obviously made them feel a certain way. I love how lyrics do that. But anyway, I'm going off on no, a- no, it. A- pa-
0: it's powerful, isn't it? I, I like hearing about Yeah. When, when music grabs you, it never leaves you. I, I think I say that pretty much every uh episode but it's true in it and it can affect you in different ways and affect different people in different ways and it's just fascinating to hear stories about how it
1: they develop all the time Mm. so like people are gonna like interpret them differently like i I, yeah i agree with you i'm getting excited
0: you can tell that (laughs) can i be cheeky and ask why you change producers
1: uh yeah it just just people are just arseholes.
0: Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> nice yeah,
1: you can get it in every area. I don't even feel okay. funny about, about saying it now. People have yeah. got different agendas and um, people's thoughts about things, working with people change mm. and your working relationships change all the time. Mm. Um, and when it's time to move on, it's time to move on.
0: Thought, oh, <laughs> I'm glad I asked. I was thinking about not asking that one, but I thought you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for yeah. it.
1: Oh no, I'm fine with saying it. I mean, yeah. I think, the, the amount of people that think that um, I do a good job of things and that I'm a nice mm. person, I've probably got one more person that thinks that I'm a total arsehole, so mm. it happens, like
0: No way, no way, yeah. I want names I'm not having that.
1: No, honestly honestly, yeah, if you walk around Liverpool and, and mention my name, three people will be like, oh she's lovely, and four people will be like what a dick
0: oh, <laughs> well, We can't win them all, and we don't want to win them all do we? <laughs> we don't no. <laughs> so yeah. you, you mentioned your your um experience with depression there um yeah. how do you how do you work through things like that when you're like on tour and you've got stuff to do how do you work through it and how do you uh how do you fight back against it
1: i didn't know when i was on tour with Hans of brettle mm. i didn't i had my suspicions but i didn't know that it was actually depression mm. and it ended up being post-traumatic stress disorder as well okay. just from from things that happened in the pandemic you know yeah. like people a lot of people died mm-hmm. and you know people got diagnosed with illnesses and stuff like that yeah. um when when i was on tour i was really open about how i was feeling and it was i was lucky to have the people around me that were there mm-hmm. like um helen lauren's yeah. mum, really Sort of checking in on me all the time and willing to talk to me about how I was feeling, um, and then yeah, you, you just you talk about it. I think for me, understanding—I had no idea what what the symptoms of depression were. I had no idea what it was like. Um, I didn't know that you stop eating and things like that, and that your hair can fall out. And I was experiencing them things just with no idea that it was it was depression. Mm. Um, I think having a support network around you people that love you and people you can talk to, that for me is the only way that I've kind of navigated it. Mm. And acknowledging that I need to help myself. So doing things like learning to love myself a bit more. Like Mm. if I do something nice for someone now, it was at a point where I was doing something nice for everyone, like all the time, constantly giving, 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 giving. And my energy and my happiness was just draining and no one was topping me up. I didn't have that top up. So I was just empty.
0: Yeah.
1: I've worked out every nice thing you do for somebody else, do something nice for yourself, nice. whether it be getting yourself your favorite Starbucks. Mm. Or ordering some ridiculously expensive face cream from Neil's yard. Like whatever (laughs) you like doing. (laughs) Or getting a kitten, which I did.
0: (laughs) And you're good at training cats as well, I've noticed. high (laughs) fives.
1: I get more high fiving. Like I really get a lot out of that. You've got to find what you enjoy and do more of it. Mm. And yeah, acknowledge that it's not about you giving every part of you to other people. About retaining quite a bit of yourself for mm-hmm. yourself saying yeah. no to things like managing your time yeah. um, better because I think we were all before the pandemic we were all yes people mm. and I think this is like a common theme that sort of I've got from talking to people at shows they've started to say no to things and not burn out not go the extra mile it's important to sort of reserve that energy I think
0: yeah
1: um, so yeah, that's
0: the long answer for that question. Oh, no, it's it's great, and you know, I, I just wanted to touch on it because uh, you know, the more you talk about it, it might help somebody that's listening uh, that might be not one, not feeling quite right, and not know what to do next, really, yeah. and not be not be yeah. themselves. It's okay yeah,
1: to. It's like an underlying yeah. feeling for me. It was an underlying feeling of just nothing. So kind mm. of just sitting there. And staring into space for prolonged periods of time, yeah. and then looking at your watch, and two hours have gone past, and you've yeah. not done anything. You're like, "What have I been doing?" And then not really wanting to like go anywhere or talk to anybody or, or do anything, and feeling a bit, a bit just like oh, lethargic, jaded, mm. melancholy, kind of like, yeah, not really feel, feeling stress as well. Stress has been a big thing for me, mm-hmm. um, the stress of everything constantly feeling that stressed feeling and not feeling happy or anything nice that's how I would describe my experience with it yeah. but acknowledge it and talk about it and and approach people um that are happy to talk about it as well and um, I think the worst thing you can do is be quiet about it like if I hadn't have said anything if I hadn't have posted about struggling to eat food and losing weight mm. fast I wouldn't have understood that there are symptoms of depression and I wouldn't have known how to fix it. And somebody, a lot of people actually commented saying, Huel, have you ever had Huel, the the, the sort of like multivitamin-like oh, protein? Oh, no, things? yeah. Just carry one of them around with you, stick it in your pocket or in, in your bag mm-hmm. or have one in the living room and one by your bed and one at your desk. And then if you're not eating, you have a swig of that and it encourages you to eat more. Okay. Stuff like that is amazing. I spoke, I've never yeah. found that out if I hadn't spoken up. So, yeah, I'm a big, uh, I'm pro-talk about how you feel. I think yeah. it's really, really good. And if people think that you're a bit of a knob for saying how you feel, then that's their problem, not
0: yours. Yeah, too right. So. Too right. <laughs> well, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, the journey of the band so far. There's obviously a lot more to come. Yeah. Uh, la- last question. <laughs> last question. How do you train cats then? What's the secret?
1: Oh, God, you're going to have me talking I've, about
0: it. I've, t- I've got two black cats, right? And, me too and, nice. F- and Fernando's a right bastard we, oh, uh, we, we went to uh, we went to Belfast for a few days other week yeah. and it sneaked upstairs and locked himself in the bedroom without us knowing <laughs> so when we got back he was still up there, shit all up bed and everything bless oh, him oh,
1: but he just likes going
0: upstairs and because we don't let him upstairs so it's like he's been naughty by sneaking up there and he's got he's getting right crafty so I need to train him to not be crafty <laughs> <laughs> I any, any tips out i've
1: not got i've not any for like trying to train them to not be crafty because cat- <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah it's okay
1: yeah how to train one to high five on, favorite treat or a piece of chicken or something yeah. and a post-it note put the treat on the floor put the post-it note over it and just wait and eventually the cat will tap the post-it note to try and move it out the way yeah. When it does that, take it out of the way and let it have the treat. And then slowly, ah. like keep doing it, and then put the treat on your hand, low down. So it low lands, down, start touching that, touching that. It, keep doing it, and then eventually rotate your hand slowly. Both my cats learned how to do it in, like, two days. <laughs> it's
0: magic. <laughs> there we go. You you can take a post-it note away eventually. Well, you're the the gift that keeps giving. Uh, Really appreciate your time today. Is there anything else you want to share with uh, Scarlett, the the family Scarlett? Anything you want to share just to finish up today?
1: I've got an exclusive for you. Go on. Uh, When's this going out, actually?
0: Monday, this Monday.
1: Monday. Oh, it's like a pre-exclusive. No one's going to know. Everyone will know it by the time it comes out. Okay. We've got a music video coming out tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. Nice.
1: yeah so you're the first person that i've told about well we'll it. put a link on the, uh, on the
0: we'll put a we'll put a link on the descriptions that down there yeah. with everything with the tour yeah. dates with the yeah. singles so you can listen to the tunes listen to uh, watch the video we'll put it out on our gem as well of course standard wow, um and yeah we really appreciate your time mate and thanks for joining us for a chat
1: thanks for having me Good, Mate.
0: <laughs> once again jesse thanks mate Really enjoyed chatting to you and thanks for opening up as well about some serious subjects there. Yeah, feel free to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's always good to talk about these things. And Jesse just makes it you know, just great. Thanks, mate. Do catch Scarlett on their up-and-coming talk. Do catch Scarlett's new video that's out now. Description in the podcast. Do check Scarlett's new tunes jellyfish in that in the front and for all the latest news from RGM and this podcast at RGM pod on Twitter RGM magazine for all the other RGM stuff uh, give us a subscribe and a like and leave your comments on all the socials for us that's all that always helps things you can write a review on on all the podcasting channels now so uh, do that to, to tell us what you like about the podcast don't like you know, we're always open to feedback we thank each and every one of you for joining us each week and it's really very much appreciated do tell your friends though word of mouth always helps podcasts out it's, it's the only way I think so yeah ladies and gentlemen it's been another week hope you have a great week of live music ahead of you uh, do keep sharing your experiences of live music within the week we love seeing that tell us about a new band that you found share the love we'll share that across the socials too that's what it's all about innit so ladies and gentlemen thanks again we will see you next week for a great new episode Uh, we are interviewing a band that's been at Isle of Wight this weekend Um, so I'll tell you more through the week check out us on Twitter thanks guys I've been Carl Maloney and that guy from RGM and I'll see you next week toodle-oo And many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.